0: stars are right and that means it's time for another episode of the whisper in darkness i'm your host the man from Lang. thank you very much for joining me today on this episode we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the edge of the earth investigator expansion this time around we're taking a look at the mystic slash survivor cards there are four of them talisman of protection level zero earthly serenity level one earthly serenity level four and enchanted bow level two there are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on the Whisperer in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular investigator get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the optional list of Taboos or that are just bad for the game get a curse Token. Before I get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. Speaking of amazing members of the community, special thanks to Bradley Ward, the latest patron to embrace the darkness. Thank you very much, Bradley, for your support. It is greatly appreciated. I hope that you draw nothing but elder signs from the chaos bag as you make your way through scenarios. Support from Patrons like Bradley lets me do one of my favorite things here on the channel, and that is giveaways. I will be giving away a copy of the new Machinations of Time scenario here in the next couple days, so stay tuned for that. If you'd like to support the channel and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman Chitty for the fantastic art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that graces the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much, I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our review of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. This time around we're taking a look at the Mystic and Survivor cards. We're going to start off with Talisman of Protection. Two cost asset with a willpower skill icon, item and charm traits. Fast, play only during your turn play talisman of protection under the control of any investigator at your location as a response when you were assigned damage and or horror that would defeat you discard talisman of protection cancel up to two of that damage and or horror and it takes up an arcane slot we have uh, seen this type of effect before on cards like uh, saint hubert's key and perseverance that uh, can save you if you are uh, in danger of being defeated this one is fast which is nice if you uh, think you are perhaps going to uh, take an attack or retaliate you can put this down and uh, survive uh, what do you guys think about this one
1: this is a great are playing dragon pole as well and Matt, you had mentioned that just before we started recording. Yeah, I do yeah. kinda wish I had put this in my lily deck, but I wouldn't have drawn it anyway, so it wouldn't <laughs> have mattered. But yeah, I mean this is a pretty solid effect. You know, being able to live is good.
2: Yeah, um one thing to note about it is that it does say um cancel up to two of that damage or, or horror. So you're gonna feel terrible when you you take one single damage. And then you have to you have to like lose mm. your whole talisman of protection just to stay stay alive. That's gonna make you feel terrible. Um, I think this card is for a level zero card. It's okay. It's kind of it's kind of fillerish. It kind of takes the same role as like leather coat to be honest. But it is a little more expensive than leather coat. But it's fast and you can help out your friends. So
1: that. And it is something that is not a triad spell in an arcane slot. So I will give it kudos for that because I complained yeah, about true. that Turinger
2: Mystic review. So what's really weird is that it's a charm, which are supposed to be non-magical, like little charms, but yet it takes up an arcane slot.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of the rare charms that actually yeah. doesn't take an accessory slot.
2: That's weird, because like the precious mementos, those take up an accessory slot in their charms. This one is a, it's a charm, a non-magical charm that takes up a uh, spell slot. Typo? maybe i and, think it takes
0: uh, up an arcane slot because of calvin to be honest cuz calvin wants yeah. his accessory mm. slot for something else so he can take this which provides him with another layer of protection i i kind of like perseverance more because it has better icons and it heals more oh, than yeah. this one but yeah. you are sort of uh, with perseverance it is while it heals twice as much damage or horror you can't save your friends with it either. It's it's limited to you. So sort of similar effects, but slightly different implementations uh, of those effects. I guess the biggest, really the only issue I have with this, I mean, I think it's a fine card, is that really this doesn't do anything until you are defeated. And if you're not in danger of being defeated, then this is basically a willpower skill icon. Yeah. and mm-hmm.
2: Or it helps your dragon pole. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not super excited about this one, but uh, I think it does have a place. If you're looking for, I mean, Calvin is the obvious one who's who's concerned about being defeated. Uh, You could play this in Daniela as well, but you'd be giving up one of those uh, prized survivor slots since she only has five.
2: Although with with Daniela at zero XP, it's probably fine. She can swap him out for Peter Sylvester later.
0: Yeah, or,
1: per, or the upgraded Perseverance or whatever effect she needs. I mean, it's yeah. it's not the worst like one of in Daniela because if you're taking Lucky and then you're taking Live and Learn, you have one slot, and it's like that's like this isn't the worst thing you can spend that one slot on. That's sure, true. maybe you take something else, but. Again, yeah. if you're trying to proactively take attacks, then this is pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. I think for zero XP and fast, it's not bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. If it cost an action, this would be borderline yeah, unplayable.
2: Fine. Then you might as well play uh like Leather Coat or... Yeah, um, exactly. Play
1: something that bear. you can proactively soak with.
0: How would we rate this one?
1: I'm going to give this a zero. I have a hard time giving cards that are fast that have a decent effect anything below a zero. Because yeah. it doesn't cost an action it's a decent effect it's good in dragon pull decks because dragon pull decks generally don't do things with their spell slots unless it's investigating so maybe you play shriveling maybe you have talisman talisman goes away you're fine with it too so i think it's fine it's not for every deck but i think in the decks you play it in it's fine
2: yeah i think it's zero xp like it's um it goes well with the dragon pole as we were talking about which i think is uh probably the probably the real reason why it has a uh, arcane slot is so it like have that synergy at level zero for um for lily i think it's also pretty decent at bob jenkins because you can give it to a friend and he has ways of reducing reducing the cost of items like um his signature yeah for example um yeah i think it's, it's very decent it's a fine card i'll give it a zero
0: I will give it a zero as well. I don't know how often I will play this card to be honest
2: what is this, what is this Nate Is this a healing effect that he's rating more than a tentacle
0: mm. I don't think this is I don't think this qualifies as a as a healing effect per se. I find yeah. that based on my, like Perseverance is a card that I haven't very played very much. I don't think I'd play this card very much. I have played St. Hubert's key quite a bit, which has a similar effect to this, but I often find that if I'm in a position where I have to sack the key to keep myself alive, something terrible has happened. And, St. Hubert's Key is is particularly bad for this because while you can sack it to save yourself, you are then basically digging your own grave because you were losing the, the icons it was giving, or the skill boosts that it was giving you. So it's going to be that much harder to actually dig yourself out of that hole. And so there have been a few occasions where I've sacked the key survived whatever was going to kill me the first time around and then it's looped back around and got me in the end so i don't know if this is necessarily enough to save you i think it'd feel pretty bad if you drop this on the table and then you end up say blowing a rotting remains taking three horror, and it kills you anyway <laughs> like, that would be really annoying but you know Yeah, I just I don't tend to play these types of effects very often, but uh, I can appreciate their value in in investigators like Calvin or possibly Daniela, who who are sort of courting death at every turn. And so having an ability that enables you to to survive that and perhaps recover or get down some more soak or heal, if that's what you want to do, then then this has its place. It is also
1: a cancel card for uh, Diana Stanley.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: If you Um, need this for some
2: reason. Yeah, if you need it for some reason. Yeah, it's not a very proactive cancel. Hmm. Um, How do you guys feel about this compared to bandages?
1: I think I like bandages more. One, because bandages heals allies. Oh, true, true. And you can trickle it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you can, like, heal one damage from an ally, you can heal a damage from a a friend, and then you can heal a damage from yourself. Whereas this is like, oh shit, I'm gonna die. This saves me. Yeah, so. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I do like that this can save another investigator at your location, so if the campaign has turned against you and and there's somebody who's on the ropes, then then this isn't... uh, a bad option and you could and because it's a level zero card you there are survivors like wendy who could say pick up adaptable and pick this up late game like late campaign rather than starting off with it so it's like okay i don't need this now but oh damn roland's in trouble he's taken too much trauma so i'll pick up talisman of protection and uh, we'll buddy up and you can't play this during the Mythos phase, obviously, which would be quite good to save you against those treacheries, because if it was fast, you could say, oh, I've got a Rotting Remains test. I play this during the the Free Triggered Ability window in the test, so I'm protecting myself in case I fail. This, you've got to be a little more... got to be paying a little bit more attention to, to get this down at the right time. But uh, certainly, if you were taking on an enemy with retaliate or something and you're like well i'm not too sure if he retaliates i might die you could drop this down during the fight and and provides you a little bit of uh, protection there or you know same with alert you know retaliator alert protection so there are uh there are a few uh, tricks that you can pull with this one the next card is Earthly Serenity. This is a two-cost asset that costs one experience point. There is a four XP version as well that we will look at in a moment. It has a willpower skill icon. on the spell trait. Uses four charges as an action. You can test willpower one for each point you succeed by. You may spend one charge to heal one damage or one horror from an investigator at your location. If you succeed by zero, lose one resource, and it takes up an arcane slot. What do you guys think about Earthly Serenity? The art is is good, for sure.
1: It feels like Dream Eater's art to me, almost. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Those are like the Maga Birds or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I'd say uh, this.
2: the art is the only redeeming quality of this card.
1: You think so? I don't know. I don't
2: think this is very good, <laughs> because it's action-intensive healing.
1: It is action-intensive. Like, that's that's yeah. going to be the case with all healing. You know, it's all slow. It's all...
2: What are you talking about? We were, we were talking about uh, the mementos. You know, the mementos are in the game. Those are action- Yeah, but that's intensive. soak.
1: Yeah, but that's soak. That's soak with healing. That's yeah. different. This that's is the healing... best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this more is
0: first aid not... <laughs> territory.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. But that being said, you know, if, if you're playing like a five willpower mystic, or you're playing patrice or something you know you succeed by two this is healing two damage or two horror or some combination thereof yeah which is like the fact that it does it in chunks i think is what makes this somewhat playable because it's not yeah especially in edge of the earth you're incentivized to take the brunt of the damage yourself so that you can save the expedition crew you know, maybe you're playing allies you want to save, so you're you're more likely to take more damage in that campaign. So being able to make one test, like one giant test, I succeed by like three or four. I use all the charges at once to heal my guardian four damage, and now they can live and now they can survive and kill whatever enemy we need them to kill.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, you know, something along those lines. That being said, if you're using it to heal one horror, like a first aid kit, holy, this is terrible.
2: Although, it's the bag that tells you how much you heal.
1: True, but yeah. in at least in Mystic, you have tons of tools to push your willpower up to, like, five, six. Yeah. So, it's like, even if you only succeed by, like, two, you know, mm-hmm. that is okay. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's more than likely going to save whoever you were trying to save.
2: I guess uh, when you put it that way, the fact that you can uh, burst heal, you know, like, you heal in chunks. Okay, that, yeah, that's pretty good. yeah. I just on the surface, I'm just like it's still kind of action intensive.
1: It is. It's not great, but like comparing if, it to first aid and the other healing yeah, cards. There you go.
2: Like okay, if sure. the bar is first aid, then this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If the if
1: the bar is the rest of the card pool, uh, not, not so much.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: On the plus side, it it does have the spell trait, which synergizes True. with a god-awful amount of cards at this point. Uh, I know in earlier reviews I'd go through the process of listing them all, but at this point there's just too many. Theoretically you can heal four damage and or four horror with one action, which is good. I've seen a lot of people talking about using this card for the big mega heal. So you're draining you play this, you drain it all in one one action. I don't know many circumstances when you would need to heal four or four. That seems like a lot, but... uh,
2: Well, the fact that you can spread it out. So when you're in a multiplayer game and everyone's getting beaten up by the encounter deck, um, because remember, four players, four times, in theory, the amount of damage and horror that is hitting the table. You could burst heal with this and you can get your, you know, multiple investigators because there's more damage out there damage and horror out there to heal so you can uh, definitely uh make use of that in that regard it's not bad you can top people off
0: on the downside this this really runs into the whole medical text problem you know not only is it a healing card which is a strike against it it's a healing card that requires an action to play it requires an action to trigger it requires you pass a skill test which of course can fail the nice thing is you don't spend the charges until you succeed, so it's not costing you anything there. That's true. But it does require a skill test, which has a tendency to fail. And to top it all off, if you don't succeed by at least one, it penalizes you. So it's got all of these, all of these downsides working against it. And talking about the the mega heal for a second, I think if you even if you are playing a 5 Willpower Mystic, assuming most of the tokens in the bag, your average is going to be about a minus 2. That means you're going to be at a 3. So the most you're going to get on a typical heal is about 2. So that means you're going to have to commit additional cards and or resources to pull this to pull this Mega Heal off. And I don't really like that. <laughs> like I feel like I'm yeah. already... Being punished in a way for playing this healing card and the fact that I have to commit even more to just pull off this big heal just well, doesn't feel good that to
2: be, me. That being said, if you're in a lull in the action, committing guts and particularly level two guts to proactively card draw, like that's not bad. There might be no enemies on the board for you to shrivel. So if you use this to proactively get yourself some card draw with, um, yeah, with guts, like there's something to be said about that. I guess if the bar is healing words and clarity of mind, then this is kind of aces both of them.
1: In Carolyn, it's nice because you can spread it around and give multiple people resources. That's true. That's true.
2: I feel like I wish the difficulty was zero, though. I don't Hmm. see why it's one. I think I know why it's one.
1: We know why it's one because of the following card.
2: Yeah, because of the next card. Yeah.
0: So how would we rate Earthly Serenity?
1: I'm gonna give it an elder thing with the asterisk that it has a niche.
2: Okay, yeah, not enough of a niche for a blessed token because no. it's not like particularly it's... great. In yeah, the, you don't in build a deck attack. around it or anything yeah. like that.
1: But like, if you need yeah. a giant burst heal and you're able to pass that willpower test handily, uh-huh. go for it. Otherwise, this card's yeah. not good.
2: Yeah, I'd say uh, elder thing as well. Um, with the with the um, added context that. Other action intensive single point healing is tentacle territory, you know, things like medical texts and first aid level zero and healing words and um, clarity of mind. If those are all tentacles, yeah, I'd say this is like an elder thing. Yeah, I think there there might be some sort of outside, like unusual deck build where you want to be taking tests. I'm thinking like maybe something involving Jacqueline Fine or Father, especially Father Mateo, where you want to like token die for particular tokens. You know, the more test Father Mateo takes, the more Elder Signs he draws. Mm. Unless you're Nate, then you just draw... <laughs> you know, the, yeah. <laughs> then you don't. So yeah, I'd, I'd give this an Elder thing.
0: I could see this being okay if you're playing a heavy Bless deck, where yeah. the odds yeah, really. of drawing some of those Blessings would bump, help yeah. you ju- really juice the test and get a lot of uh, a lot of healing out of it. I'm kind of torn on this one. It's It's definitely not a Tentacle... Elder Thing seems appropriate, maybe even a 0, but yeah, that seems like a stretch, so I'm going to end up on Elder Thing. It just has too many things I don't like. I don't like taking tests to heal, I don't like taking extra actions to heal. I mean, given, given the fact that Precious Memento is also a survivor card that you could take, that's what I'd be reaching for before this one. So yeah, not uh, not very excited about uh, about this one. But uh, I have not played the Edge of the Earth campaign yet. So if you are taking a lot of extra damage and horror yourself to protect your expedition crew, then something like this might might come in handy. That brings us to Earthly Serenity, level four, two cost, asset, two will skill icon, spell trait. This one has six charges. As an action, you can test willpower zero for each point you succeed by. You may spend one charge to heal one damage or one horror from an investigator at your location. If you succeed by zero, lose two resources and it takes up an ally slot.
1: You mean an arcane slot?
0: Arcane. What did I say?
1: An ally. <laughs> I was an like, ally whoa, slot? Wait
0: man it's early i haven't had my coffee yeah so, this has many of the same issues as the other one i don't know if i'd ever pay four xp for this oh god no to be honest yeah,
2: you're paying three additional xp for two charges and that's it i mean yeah you get the you effectively get plus one to the test but you could spend that three xp on getting plus one to your willpower altogether for all your willpower tests yeah exactly why stop it you know that's like why, why yeah <laughs> It's like, there's there's
1: never an instance in the game where you would ever need to heal more than four.
2: Yeah, and even if there was, you could have spent that three XP on other cards, you on know, soak. to either, on, like, soak and stuff, yeah. If
1: Okay, would this have been worth it if it was a, a lightning bolt instead of an action?
2: Ooh, yes, for four XP? Yeah, I can see that. That's all. Yeah, okay. Because then it's an emergency heal, like oh mm-hmm. my god, you know. Because often enough, when you need healing, you also need actions too, because you're getting swarmed or yep. you know you've been clobbered by the encounter deck. And yeah, if it was a lightning bolt, yeah, I could see upgrading.
0: Yeah, it feels to me as though if you like effects like Earthly Serenity level one, that is fine. That will do what you need it to do. You do not need to spend four XP to gain two extra charges. If you are in search of other charges, you could even spend that 3 XP on Winds of Power or Recharge or any of those effects. And mm-hmm. those are nice because you can use those charges on any of your assets. So if you're playing Shriveling or whatever, you can use those cards on those to, to boost the charges on that if you don't need them here. So while I was uh, willing to give the other one an Elder Thing, this one's getting a tentacle from me. Yeah, same
2: yeah i'm sure there's like some sort of very niche idea where it's worth spending two two resources to get six charges to use those charges on other things but that's like that's pretty niche and that's not it's kind of outside the boundaries of this review it's like now you're using it as not for the intended purpose you're using it as a charge battery a vessel some yeah but yeah that, like the issue is that that deck doesn't exist Maybe like there might be an Akachi deck that can do it. But you know what? That now we're getting to the realm of like theory. But the card as presented, tentacle. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have played an Akachi deck that used Torrent of Power and Decorated Skull to burn charges off the skull to power Torrent of Power. And I think there could be a really fun, interesting deck there one day, but I don't think that there's just not enough effects yet that use charges for something other than charging the spell they're on if we get some cards that manipulate charges in that way then i could see maybe this creeping up a little bit because akachi this thing has seven charges which is a lot if we get an effect that says like move charges around or spend charges to you know do something else then
2: does eldritch sophist let you move charges around it does, yeah. It does. Okay. But Akachi okay. can't that's, take that's pretty that niche. card, yeah. so there might be some sort of weird niche strategy. I'm thinking like oh god, this is really niche. Alright, get ready, guys. Jim Culver, Seal of the Seventh sign, Earthly Serenity, Eldridge Sophist. Okay, that you
1: you have figured it out. <laughs> yep. I did it.
2: I did it. <laughs> you you, it. you have okay.
0: busted Earthly Serenity level four. <laughs> All right, that so if you're playing
1: you're playing Eldritch's Office, you've spent five experience on Seal the Elder Sign, and then you've spent another four on Earthly... Okay, you got it. Or you could just play Winds of Power. Or you could do that.
2: <laughs> or you can just play Winds of Power. It's there like, you go.
1: The whole issue with that combo is that... How many resources does that cost again? A
2: lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you seal the tentacle! Nate, this is what you need to play. Dude... You know what would happen? <laughs> I would You'd still minus. somehow manage. I would, I would draw You're nothing just... but minus five.
0: Yeah, I just, I just so... wait for that game when Nate and Vase seal the tentacle, and then somehow they draw another tentacle, and are just like, how how did this happen? Where did this come from?
2: <laughs> and it's because, like, you know, Vase accidentally hit, like, Control-C in uh, in TDS to copy yep. the... T- <laughs> yep.
0: And at that point, the chaos bag is just winking at you. It's like, huh? <laughs> you'd get away without it eh that brings us to enchanted bow three cost asset that costs two experience points willpower and agility skill icons spell blessed weapon and range traits uses three charges as an action you may exhaust the enchanted bow to fight you must use either willpower or agility instead of combat and get plus one skill value for this attack this attack deals plus one damage As an additional cost to initiate this ability, you may spend one charge to have this attack target a non-elite enemy at a connecting location. If you do, ignore the aloof and retaliate keywords for this attack. This one takes up both hand slots and an arcane slot. I believe that's the only card in the game that currently does this. I find it really ironic when I read this card, how they basically took what guardians have been attempting to do for several cycles with marksmanship and the springfield and uh there's one i'm missing at the the telescopic site and basically just solved the problem (laughs) with one card may
2: may (laughs) just by saying may
0: they they solved all of that like here's the weapon that everybody has been asking for a weapon that can target enemies at connecting locations simple Easily done. We don't need to mess around with Springfields and telescopic sights and sharp and all that. Here it is all in one card. I mean, this is pretty good, man. The fact that it's plus one damage and plus one combat, you don't actually have to spend charges to get that. You get it automatically. Again, this does have the whole bow issue, but they they solve it slightly differently in this case, whereas the uh, the ornate bow has one ammo, you spend that ammo and then have to take an action to reload it. This one you simply exhaust the enchanted bow. So barring effects like, I believe Ashcan Pete might be the only one readily available to survivors where you can ready the bow. That's And, and we haven't seen that effect very often. I think there's probably a pretty good reason why, because we have a lot of these cards that you have to exhaust or do something to prevent you from abusing them and Ashcan is really the only card that allows you to do that has three charges and if you want to uh to target enemies at a connecting location you've got that option which is great and uh, it is also worth noting that this works with true magic so if you don't want to spend two hand slots in an arcane slot you can just keep the enchanted bow in your hand and uh use true magic to trigger it what do you guys think about yeah, have- this one
2: I'll admit uh, I have to credit um in our comments of the um our part three of the Mystic Card review, Battafel in the comments pointed out this exact this exact bit about True Magic and Enchanted Bow and Bravo. Good job. I like that. Um because True Magic works really well with very situational effects of which this is one. So Nate, get to it. Build the deck.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's like conjure bow. If you've ever played Skyrim, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Um yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're playing this weapon on its own, though, he that's tough, I feel, because unless you're using that ability to good effect, this is kind of a subpar weapon that ends up taking three slots.
2: Yeah. That being said, it is a spell. It is. It has all the
1: keywords.
2: Yes. It has the spell keyword, so you can find it, and you can there's other I know there's other things you can do, like you can things that boost your tests on spells and you can find it with your arcade initiate and you can play it for cheaper with your um with your uncaged the soul so this is not a replacement for shriveling, I'd say, but it's got enough utility to be interesting, and you know if you're not the primary fighter, if you're like the backup fighter, like I think and you're not using your hands for anything else, which mystics don't really need their hands for very much. I think there's something to be said here. Yeah, it is kind of a subpar weapon, but then again, it's also Mystic and Survivor, which aren't kind of don't really have the best weapons. Mm, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the utility
1: is like the fact that you can shoot an enemy at a distance.
2: Yeah.
1: Kill off a Whippoorwill before you enter a location or exactly. whatever. You know, like that ability can be really useful in certain scenarios, but yeah. I feel like barring that, survivors have Derringer now. From the yeah, Derrinter is start. very good.
2: Yeah. So it's like, very good.
1: you know, most survivors that can take the Derringer are pretty competent with it. So mm-hmm. there's that. And then Mystics have their spells.
2: Yeah, so it's up close like... Personal fighting, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, you have Ritual Candles as well. So, like, if you really wanted to get an extra buff, you could do that. So, yeah, it's, I just find it a bit difficult to include... Barring the situations where I'm able to kill the enemies from a distance.
0: I've played uh, the Ornate Bow in a a Rita Young deck, and when I look at this card, it... uh... Now, this one doesn't do as much damage as the Ornate Bow does, so I don't think it's a direct replacement. But I do kind of like this in Rita simply because... If you're playing if you were playing the ornate bow anyway, you were giving up both your hand slots. So that's not an issue. The arcane slot, she doesn't care about arcane slots. So the the slot cost on this card is basically the same as the ornate bow for her. I kind of like her ability, you know, with this in combination with her ability to say, okay, she evades the hunter, moves, uses her free trigger her ability to move to another location and then snipes it from afar is kind of interesting. It's just yeah. that, yeah, it just doesn't do as much damage. But, I mean, she's hitting at 6 with this, yeah, which is, is pretty decent. I think the, I can't remember the Ornate Bows text offhand. I think that gives you a bigger it's bonus. Plus 2, yeah. Plus 2, yes. Yeah, so slightly yeah. better uh, bonus. But when you're already hitting at 6 or 7, you yeah, know, that's pretty good most of the time.
2: Well, mm. one thing I will say about this is, I don't think Daniela likes this, and I don't think Norman likes this either. No, it's, no. It seems like another holdover from the Dream Eaters, kind of like Earthly Serenity.
1: But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's an awkward card because uh-huh. I feel like in in Rita, when you play the bow, you want to kill three health enemies with it. Yes. Yeah. And it's like that. Yeah. Like that threshold now is so pervasive in the game's design that dealing three damage is like almost necessary. for for a weapon and it's like with Rita yeah sure you could shoot something and then evade it and use a reaction ability but why wouldn't you just shoot it you know with with the ornate bow spend the extra experience and then yeah sure you may not use the arcane slot anyway but like Mm -hmm. you get to deal extra damage which is more important
2: I think the real trouble with this is that you have to exhaust it and then you're stuck at 2 damage you do 2 damage and that's all the damage you get to do for the turn with your both your hand slots and a spell slot so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the strikes against it that's why it's like i feel this is good as like not your primary weapon but like if you need the the sniper move you know or if you're playing like say agnes and you um have this and shriveling on the table because you have like a seeker and a rogue and they're doing all the cluing Mm -hmm. you know i could i could see this working you know or if you're um or if you're like akachi and you have mark harrigan in your party you know and you don't really need to do a lot of cluing because you also have like rex murphy or something then it's like okay i can see this working you know like you take a utility spell and then you take this as another utility spell but not so much as like a combat spell
0: mm-hmm. what about yeah. somebody like ash who could ready it
2: that's interesting because he kind of gets over the downside um and and he, and Ashkin's a survivor and survivors don't have the best of weapons. Oh, and he has Duke to um to be the, the second supplement. Attack. It, yeah, yeah, he has Duke to be the second attack. So I could see that working. Yeah.
0: So you get yeah. basically two attacks with the bow and one with Duke.
2: Or two with Duke and or one with bow. Or two with Duke yeah. with, and one with yeah. The bow.
0: So yeah. That sort of gets over also... the hump. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, then you can do the whole like. You know, Duke in the jungle with a bow, and you got you got to uh, Duke and Ashcan in the in the jungle.
0: So how would we rate this one?
1: This one's really tough for me. I I don't like it very much, to be honest. But it's not bad. I just I find it to be a little too niche. Uh, Dunwich is is probably super good because it's cheap. It doesn't yeah. cost a lot of experience, so that you can actually get it into your deck in Dunwich. And then it kills all the Whippoorwills, which is yeah. awesome. It also,
2: it also kills Wizards of the Order, which are mm, really true. annoying to have to yeah. go after. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So, like, in Dunwich, I can see enough yeah. situations where a card like this is really good. Uh-huh. But in other campaigns, I have well, a there, time. Well,
0: there are a couple of campaigns. Uh, which ones am I thinking of? Okay. Circle Undone at the end, you have all those really annoying acolytes who are spawning at distant locations which are kind of a pain like in before the black throne you really don't have a lot of time to be chasing down acolytes and granted they're not going to be on the table for long so being able to maybe snipe one of those with this might not be bad i think Mm -hmm. you run into the same situation in shattered aeons where you again have acolytes spawning at sort of out of the way locations where you might want to um not necessarily go to those locations so being able to snipe them there and again Wizard of the Order is is an issue in in that case so I think there are some campaigns where this could be useful but I don't think you've given it a rating though Nate
1: yeah it's tough so I, my rating would be campaign specific because I do feel like in Dunwich this is probably a plus one because there's enough two and four health enemies at a distance that this is really a great tool to be defeating but in campaigns like Innsmith, where the enemies have three health this might be a little more challenging yeah so i'm gonna get i'm gonna land on a zero it's fine it's not for every investigator that can take it but i don't think you'll be disappointed but like matt said at the same by the same token this is not gonna be your primary source of damage this is this is i think you're gonna use this to pick off annoying enemies at a distance
2: And then have a shriveling
1: to be able to kill anything in front of you.
2: Yeah, it does what it does, but not more than what it does. So I'd I'd also give it a zero for that regard. And also, if you want to be really hilarious, you can combo it with marksmanship because it's ranged. So you can shoot something two locations away.
0: So I've gone back and forth on this one. I think I'm going to give this one a bless token because I feel as though this is something you're probably going to build around. Due to the slot requirements alone, I don't think this is something you're picking up. Like, if it was just two hand slots, fine, we've got lots of weapons that do that. But the arcane slot, that's, like, mystics, that's pretty, that's a big cost for a mystic. Not so much for a survivor, but a big mystic. I do like the 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 whole being able to snipe enemies at a connecting location. I'm glad we finally have a weapon that does that that doesn't involve playing six other cards in order to make that effect come off. But again, I think I agree with you Nate, like there are certain campaigns where that's going to be better than others. I think the biggest issue with this is it doesn't quite do enough damage. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's like I I can I can live with the plus one skill value. That's fine. I think because investigators with high agility, you know, you're probably playing this with a five willpower or five agility investigator who can is at six. So that seems acceptable. And then if you commit a couple cards, you can probably get over whatever hump you need to. But the damage that is a bigger, or not a bigger issue, but just a more difficult issue to solve for those two particular classes because they don't have, you know, easy access to Vicious Blow for the most part. So, yeah, I feel like this is this is one you're going to probably build around, maybe an Ashcan Pete, maybe with, you know, investing in True Magic and, and trying it out that way, but... Uh, yeah, I feel like this is this could be good, but I'm not without a little bit of work and forethought to go into it. That's going to do it for our look at the Mystic and Survivor cards in the uh, Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. If you're enjoying this type of content, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We'd uh, really appreciate it. Make sure you uh, leave a comment down below to let us know whether you agree or disagree. We uh, do enjoy hearing from you. We've only got one more review to go and that is the uh the multi-class cards, the the triple class cards. Any final thoughts on these uh on these Mystic Survivor cards?
1: They're a little middling overall. Enchanted Bow is interesting, but I just find it difficult to find a home for it. So if you find a home for it, you let me know. I'd be really interested to see.
2: Yeah, they don't feel like really coherent like you know, it's not like uh, the rogue survivor ones that we talked about recently where they, they feel very like coherent and they can all go in the same deck. Like this one, this rogues gallery here, eh, not so much. I feel like, they seem like holdovers from the
0: Dream Eaters. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.